This is a Voice It podcast. I'm KLG and each episode I'll bring to you different stories from business people across the UK on It's Your Business. Everyone has a story to tell. Why not voice it? Voiceitpr.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of It's Your Business. And in my studio today, I have Tony Openshaw, and he has a business, Openshaw Consulting. Hello, Tony. Hello, Cass. Nice to see you. Now, there's three strands to your business. So if you just first of all tell me what those strands are, and then we're actually going to focus today on business coaching. Yeah, I'm self-employed, and there are three strands to my business. Business advice and consultancy, probably straightforward enough in terms of helping businesses, mainly with their business planning. Uh, I do lean business planning, which is fairly flexible, fairly agile. It's what businesses really need to be doing at the moment in terms of, you know, shorter term planning rather than longer term planning. And I've got marketing consultancy, which again is a strategic level marketing, again, around marketing planning, marketing action plans. And then business coaching, which is what we're going to be talking about today, which is really helping businesses to achieve their their results, achieve their goals, what they want to do. And I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later on. Absolutely. Now, I am, some know, some don't, an actual qualified business coach myself. And I have business coaches because I truly believe in them. And I want to dig down with another coach because... It's very, very important, I think, for businesses to have a coach. So we all kind of know what a business coach is, but we'll delve into that. I want to know a little bit of background about you, Tony, because why why did you become a coach? Yeah, and it's been probably not a long journey, but a convoluted journey. And people say about, oh, what's your career path? And I suppose I've had five or six careers at the last count. But I think in terms of helping with the coaching, that breadth of experience, that knowledge of different sectors, that working in large businesses, working in small businesses, actually all sort of led me to become a coach. And I suppose it's about my own job satisfaction. And that comes from helping others and helping others succeed. And all the jobs I've done have involved, you know, helping people in some shape or form. So there has been a natural sort of progression to that. But yeah, how I got here has probably taken me 20 years. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's one of those jobs that when you're at school, you don't say, I want to be a business coach. Yeah, you're right. And and I suppose it's come to the prominence probably in the last sort of 10 years-ish. America, as we know, ahead of us on a, on a number of things, coaching is, you know, it's the norm to have a business coach or a life coach or a well-being coach. Here, it's not as common or it is becoming more more mainstream, I suppose. Now, coaching and mentoring, which is the other aspect of, of what I do as well, that's mentioned almost in the same breath now. And, and it's good that, that businesses are, are thinking of getting you know, the support that we're going to talk about this afternoon through a coach. So let's define what is business coaching? For me, it's about helping a business owner or somebody senior within a business to set goals, achieve the actions that they need to do to make sure that those goals are fulfilled. In coaching, we talk a lot about goals. I might not use that phrase when I'm talking with a client. I might say, you know, what's what's the topic or the area that you want to explore? But in coaching terms, it all hinges around identifying a goal, 
for a session or for a series of sessions and achieving that goal or goals. So you're helping them, guiding them along the way to achieve that goal. Yeah, and a lot of it is around unpacking things. So so basically, rather than, you know, we live in complex worlds and, and, and complex business worlds, but actually sometimes, you know, this phrase about I can't see the wood for the trees, it's trying to simplify things. It's trying to sort of get down to the nub of what, what are the issues? And it's not always problems. You know, coaches, you know, often it's things, oh, there's a problem. I've got to get a coach. I work with businesses and we're working on positive areas. We're working on new developments. We're working on new projects. We're working on expansion. So it can be anything that somebody comes to you and say, I'd like a bit of support with. The thing is, I think a lot of solopreneurs, like you said, business leaders, etc. Sometimes it's maybe just that other person to bounce off. It is. And and you make a good point there because there's a phrase, it's lonely at the top. And sometimes if you are an MD, who do you share with? Because maybe it's not the right time to share something with the employees who might have concerns and they go, no, we're, we're changing directions. There's change coming. And, and do you go home and discuss it with your family? And, and they might be not that impartial and, and they may be worried about, oh no, don't, don't, don't give up the day job. Don't start doing something different. So it is a being impartial. It is being a sounding board. And it is, I, I have a phrase about bringing clarity to business thinking. And it's about this simplifying. It's about helping somebody focus on what's, what's important. You know, this 80 20 rule, what's going to bring the differences? What's going to make the difference? And yeah, sometimes it's sharing, sometimes it's talking things through, but I always have an action focused session. You know, there's, there's always actions coming out of it. There's always things that will need to be worked on, which the, which the person I'm coaching will, will actually deliver in the sense that I'm not telling them what to do. It's coming out from their own experience. They have the solutions in some ways that I'm just unlocking that with them. It's like, like you're saying, unpacking, unpicking things. I mean, for me at the moment, I'm so busy in all different directions. I feel like my head's going to burst. And I know that really, I probably just need to sit and unpick it all and go, do you know what? I think it's not that overwhelming after all. Like sometimes it's just a sounding board. It's a, yes, that's correct. Or, you know, just guidance along the way. Like you said, you know, you're helping somebody to move forward with that. So let's just have a look at what coach isn't. What yeah. is no. <laughs> but it's not. And that's that's really helpful because um I, I did my training with the uh, with the coaching academy. So I'm qualified as a small business coach. So as it suggests, it is working with with the smaller ends of businesses. But there are things like executive coaching, performance coaching. We've got health and well-being coaching. I mentioned before about, you know, lifestyle coaches. So, so, so for me, business coaching is very much about working with small business owners. It's what it's not, I suppose. Well, coaching and mentoring is another interesting angle, isn't it? Because as I said before, they're often mentioned in the same breath, but there is a difference between coaching and mentoring. And I do mentoring and I deliver mentoring on behalf of a program here in Lancashire. So I wear different hats. If you think of a line and a continuum, on one end, you've got mentoring and on one end, you've got coaching. So on the mentoring side, uh, we talk about it being more directive, not necessarily telling, but you bring somebody in who's got some specific expertise and they're going to share that with you. 
So for example, if I'm a business and I'm thinking of going into exporting, I might find a mentor who's an expert in exporting and maybe to the country I'm looking to export to in the sector that I'm in. So there's a very definite sort of business link and a purpose around a specific one topic issue. Think of coaching, which is non-directive. So it's as I've described it really, it's more about working with the individual, unlocking that solution or that potential that they have, working through whatever it is that they want to work on and coming out with actions that they can deliver and see success from that at the end. In the middle, we've got a nice gray area that's expanding all the time where people talk about coaching in one breath. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, sounds like mentoring. And then the other way around, I'm thinking vice versa. Are they talking about mentoring and they mean coaching? So there is a bit of a blurred area. And that's not a bad thing. It's just that businesses maybe just need to be clear about what they're asking for and, and what they get. Is it a mentor? Is it a coach? I'm a bit of a hybrid and I throw other things in as well because I'm a qualified business advisor so I can do consultancy. But what I tend to do so I don't confuse my clients is I'll say, let's just pause the coaching. Let me take my coaching hat off and let me just share with you some business advice. There's no point having a session with a client and they're floundering around in marketing and I can help them with that bit of information. So I can give them that bit of information. Then we pick up the coaching and we can carry on. So. There is, there is a, a definite distinction. There's a blurring of it a little bit, but I try and just tailor what I offer to what the business owner needs, really. Absolutely. Oh, you could say, can I have coaching, mentoring and consulting, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I could do that as well, but I would have to have three hats and I will be juggling then, but it's all possible. Yeah, it's all possible. So people that are thinking of going into business coaching, I'm a little bit old school and it's like I say, you know, Karen, the coach, she just decided she was going to be a coach. Pete, the podcaster, decided he just wanted to be a podcaster. You're qualified to do it. I'm qualified to do it. I qualified 15 years ago now. And uh, I had to pre 200 hours, I'm sure it was, of coaching mm. at the time. But nowadays, what skills do you need to be a business coach? And can I ask you, if someone was looking for one, would you personally be looking for what the qualifications were now? Or would you be looking at, have they had a lot of experience of that? Yeah, yeah. So qualifications aren't everything. And I'd be the first one to say that. However, I, I studied two years part-time to get my small coaching diploma. And like you, I had to do my flying hours, my, my coaching hours. And I did two quite detailed business-related uh, thesis projects really on real case businesses that I'd help. So it's good that you know some of the theory. Where, you know, we talk about different models in coaching, like the grow model is probably one of the more um, well known ones in terms of goal, reality, options, and way forward. And 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 some people listening to this podcast may be familiar with with maybe having some coaching like um, experience. Yeah, absolutely. So so it's no good just getting the qualification then. And they're not having an experience to back it up. So my 20 years in, in business overlays that qualification, I suppose. So it's very much about applying that learning, my own learning to help facilitate what I'm doing with, with a client. So it's a, it is a combination of both. You asked me about the skills and the skills, I suppose, for business coaching are similar to other types of coaching. 
listening is is number one on my book, and and we call it active listening. And Stephen Covey, you know, the seven habits of highly successful people. Yeah. You know, first we need to, uh, you know, understand what the other person is saying. You know, that's the important thing before we then jump in and either start to, uh, you know, give opinions, give views. No, let the person speak, actively listen, switch on. What are they maybe not saying? You know, what, you know, if I'm in front of a client, what's the nonverbal communication that's going on? Absolutely. Uh, I think yeah. people forget and, that, don't they? Yeah. And, and what are they not wanting to talk too much about? And which br- brings me on to the same bit, which is, which is challenging, not, not in a, not in a combative way, but just asking more searching questions. So a lot of coaching is around asking open questions and getting that to unlock in the person's mind as to what it is that we really need to get drilled down to, you know. Is it the fact they need a new website, but is it actually that some of the products might need really working on? So you've got some more product to bring onto the website. You know, there's all sorts of things about why people might present certain things. And genuinely, those are the topics that they might want to discuss. So all of that is wrapped around like building rapport, you know, building a relationship. I always see it as a partnership because I always learn something out of the coaching session because I'm dealing with experienced business leaders. And I get to learn things. And that's why I like this, because I'm a bit of an eternal student myself. So I, I'm always reading business books and all sorts of things like that. But it's good to have that exchange. I always see on, we're on the same level. I'm here to help you, but I will also learn from you. And there's things that I can pick up on because of my business experience that I think I can bring to the table, really, that makes it, that makes it work. And one of the things that my clients do like is being accountable. Being accountable to somebody to actually say, in a fortnight, we're going to meet again. And in that fortnight, these are the three things that you, as the, as the person being coached, has said that you're going to do. So it's a bit like holding somebody's feet to the fire because otherwise things slip off the agenda, don't they? You're like you say, you're busy in your day to day life, things get in the way, but actually you need to carve out some time. And quite a lot of what I do is about not solely time management, but self management. Finding that hour a day, finding that two hour slot during an afternoon to actually work on this restructure for the business, this recruitment problem that you've got, this manufacturing production issue that you've got. It's not, it's not going to solve itself. You're going to have to put some of that effort in. So when we meet again, we can pick up on that and we can sort of move it on to the next stage. So, so there's a process in there. So yeah, listening, building rapport challenging and that accountability piece is really what it's about. I'm going to ask you, and what happens in a typical coaching session for you? So it's my first session. Um, for the sake of the listeners who are thinking, do you know what, should I be doing this? What would happen? What am I letting myself in mm-hmm. for? So, mm-hmm. so I've come along to you today on Zoom, for example, it doesn't have to be face-to-face these days. I've come along and said, hi, Tony, it's me, it's Cass and Voice It. I do podcasts and I'm doing X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. I think I need a business code. What's my session going to be like? So the first part of that might be that we've already maybe had a prior conversation. There might be something that you're presenting to me and saying, actually, it's about I want to grow my business in this direction. I've got an issue with my business or, you know, I'm not getting enough clients, whatever it might be. So I might have a little bit of insight before we sit down or I might not, or we might open up the conversation by, by me 
throwing some questions out to you and saying, what is it do you feel that I can help you with, for example, or how's business? You know, that's a good one for unlocking those conversations, isn't it? You know, how are things going at the moment with your business? And then we will focus in on, this is the topic bit of that T-Grow model that I mentioned before. So, so we're exploring what this topic might look like for you. And then, yes, for the session, ideally, we would then pinpoint what it is that we're going to talk about. So, so a goal can be something I might ask a client to express, like a, like an objective. This afternoon or this morning, we will, I will, you know, discuss, I will move forward on this, da, 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 whatever it might be. So we might actually express it like as an objective for the, for the, for the session. Then we will get into, well, what's the reality around that? That, that, that's the unpacking piece we talked about before. So what's going on in the business at the moment? Why, why is this becoming a problem or what is the opportunity here? Cause it, it's not all negative. It can be really positive stuff, you know. So we look into, you know, take this product, uh, and, and, and get it into, I don't know, mainstream stores in, in England, whatever it might be. Okay. So, so, so what are the barriers? You know, what, what's stopping you from, from doing this? And, so we'll, we'll, we'll unpack quite a lot about where are you now? You know, the, the, the sort of, you know, the, the, mar the marketing business planning. Where are we now? Where do we want to get to? Yeah. So where are we now? Then we look at the options. Okay. So, so what, what, what resources have you got within the business, within yourself? You know, what, what do you need to make this happen now? And we'll probably go quite wide on options because there might be one or two maybe obvious ones and they might be the right ones, but actually let's look at all the options out there, you know, let's look at, you know, even outsourcing something or bringing some, somebody else in to do a role, whatever it might be, let's look at it because from that, it will generate quite a lot of more ideas. And then we'll move on to the final bit, which is what is the way forward? Okay. So what are these actions that I talked about before? Tend not to do lots of actions, maybe two, three tops, but let's focus on what's really going to make a difference. And I will ask the person I'm coaching to say, what's your commitment to that? On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you over the next fortnight to making these things happen? And what I'm looking for is obviously something at the top end of that range. So, so if 10's like, you know, really positive, we're looking for eight, nine, tens. If it's lower than that, it's not a problem, but we need to know why, you know, why, why is it then you've come to me today, you've said this is a big problem. But what's stopping you then from putting in the time and effort that you need to really resolve it? So, so that itself can unlock something. And then the, the, those actions that I've talked about, what are those three, three actions that you're going to work on? And the time scale is going to be, we're going to meet again fortnight, three weeks time. And that accountability, that holding the, the feet to the fact, which is what often they want. And they say, will you email me in a week and remind me? Will you ring me and just spur me on to sort of say, how are you getting on with that? Yeah. Because they need that nudge and it is only a nudge often, but it's that nudge to just to say, yeah, let's get on with it. Let's implement it. Sometimes I think when people come for coaching, they think that just by coming along to you, it's going to solve that problem. They don't think that they've actually got to go and do something off the back of it. <laughs> oh, but you and my coach, yeah, but I'm not going to do all this for you. You've still got to do it. And I think, I think that's important. It's like people signing up to a weight loss program online and never actually doing anything, but expecting because they've signed up, they're going to lose weight. You've yes. still got to put the work in. I think we need to be very clear yeah. about that. Do you think coaching ever stops? Should you have one long term? Do you think it should be monthly over a period of time? 
Yeah, I suppose the answer is it's a little bit horses for courses. Um, I have clients who want some fairly intense, you might say, coaching over a month or six weeks and will meet every two or three weeks. And it's to deliver maybe a specific project. It's to, you know, or maybe there's a specific issue within the business that, you know, a bit concentrated effort can deal with it. And then I, I had something called a, I call it top ups. So, so, so we might then go another month, six weeks, and then they'll get back in touch. And it's more of a sense check where are things, how are things going? Or it might be that they want to carry on a little bit longer. They're actually finding it beneficial. And that might be one of the things in the business they want to do, but there are other things in the business they want to do as well. So we might then just sort of, you know, take it on to another stage or take it into a div- another direction. So, but I always say I'm always here because it might be that it might be another 12 months and then there might be something else and they'll come back to it. So it can be something that's, you know, for a set period, it can be some people have a coach and they want to be every month for 12 months. Absolutely fine. Because some projects are long-term projects. If you think about succession planning in a family business, you've got to bring forward sort of the next generation to come into some roles and responsibilities that they haven't had. There's all sorts of dynamics within that, all sorts of, you know, transition that needs to take in place, some knowledge transfer that needs to take place. That's not going to be quick fixed in a, in a month or two. That's going to be something that will take a good 12 months possibly. So it does depend on what it is, but I would always say never discount coaching. You know, don't think it is just for one thing. Never discount it because you could always come back and have another sort of topple or another sort of session. Or, or a series of sessions. So in some ways, it's a bit like continuous learning, isn't it? We never actually probably stop, but it's useful to know that it's there for when you need it. Thanks so much for that, Tony. It was really insightful. Really enjoyed that conversation. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that? The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. So if you search for Tony Openshaw or Openshaw Consulting, you'll find me. And always happy to receive messages or calls from people. And I do offer a, f- a free 40-minute call with anybody uh, thinking of coaching or, or any parts of my other business that I can help with. It's all about sort of working out what's best for the clients and what I can help with. That's Tony Openshaw on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Tony. Really enjoyed that today. Thanks, Kath. It's been great. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll see you next time. Voiceitpr.com. <laughs>